Fire. Brain Candy Podcast, episode 584. I'm Susan. I'm Sarah. How? Sarah Whitney <laughs> Rice. <laughs> How oh my God, are you? Like are you control. okay over there? I think Definitely re- ready to get out of here and go nobody it's i think i might be the only person who's like i can't wait to leave this beautiful tropical paradise for the snow yeah what is is it just the the cockroaches or what no it's 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 now well here it is my mom's good right she's able to move she's able to walk around she's able to take care of herself so now i'm like okay lady (laughs) Are you just enjoying me making you smoothies every morning or what's happening here? No, I'm just kidding. She's so the doctor gave her a clean bill of health. They pulled out, oh my God, I could not watch because the foot thing? it might be, they, he pulled out a six oh, no. inch metal. Oh, I'm going to take pictures of the x-rays and put them up. Where should I put them? On our Instagram <gasps> stories? put them? Yes. They're so cool. The x-rays of her feet and like all the metal parts in her elbow and everything that they got put back together with all these pieces but he pulled out this metal rod that was no joke like six inches long i don't know can somebody explain to me Mm -hmm. how you can pull something like that out of the human body and my mom said she didn't feel it except for right on the surface of the skin he didn't knock her or anything he just did it and then i was like I can't look. There, there's going to be blood. And then he said, there's no blood. And then I looked. Blood. Oh. So, liar. <laughs> no. It was what like happened? two drops. But in my mind, when oh. I looked at it, it was like basically uh, the Red Wedding from like <laughs> a Game of Thrones. Was this in her foot? Yes. Yes. Huh? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, do I have- Oh, I have him here. Oh, my God. What do there- you have? I have right- I- the x-rays. Oh. <laughs> I have him right next to me. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, if yeah. you're watching this on Patreon, so you're, you're going to get a real bonus here, bonus yes. content. Oh, my God. If you're not, you can just hear it. Oh, my That's gosh. That's right. Look okay. at that piece of metal. <gasps> Whoa. That Whoa. going Whoa. right there. What was brr, it brr, doing brr. in there? Holding everything fucking together. Look at that. And that's the thing that was sticking out. You, that you is the thing that was sticking out. And then one time when I was wheeling her around, because our technique was put her on the office chair with wheels because the wheelchair didn't fit into the bathroom. So I put her on the office chair with wheels, wheel her around. And but P.S., great ab workout. Yeah. Really good. Because you've got to, like, stabilize the core as you're, like, trying to move the five right. wheels to get them to change direction. Yeah. Very difficult. Right. Um, my mom was like, I think there's something wrong with the chair. I'm like, I think it wasn't designed for this. <laughs> right. So as we were maneuvering it, her feet were in front of me and I, I, I took a step and like I accidentally kicked the metal rod. <laughs> she was like, it was nothing. I fell on the floor like right. I yeah. had just had a metal rod inserted into my foot. How could it be possible that she didn't feel pain when they pulled it out? I don't... I. Uh, Susie, I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't understand what. Because I was like, "What do you think it was in?" And she's like, "My bone." I'm like, "No, that's not how that works." Because <laughs> you couldn't have. It wouldn't be like a hollow tooth. No. <laughs> so right. And then he just. And then then this is the best part. I thought I was quite the comedian in there. <laughs> the best part is he goes. Then he just takes out. I'm not. Kidding, he pulls out a six inch metal rod from her foot. Yeah. 
and then takes out a Band-Aid. <laughs> and he's like, Bing. and I'm like, oh, oh, wait a sec. You just pull out oh, a six-inch run, and you're like, oh, here's a Band-Aid? <laughs> That's all she needed, He was super though. hot and he laughed, so I was like, oh, I'm in. Well, because doesn't it leave quite a large gaping wound? You would think. I would think. I don't know. I couldn't. I can't look. I might. I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take. Maybe I'll look for science. For science. <laughs> for research. Yeah. Yeah, because I really would love to know. It's very mysterious to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the update. <sighs> on a roller You know I kind of, you know how we're like, wow, they, how do they do that? That's so mysterious. I feel like doctors feel that way too. Because have you ever <laughs> asked them for information? They don't know anything. Or, or then that whole thing that, I don't know if this is a real thing, but that saying, uh, watch one, do one, teach one. Uh, uh, <laughs> took me more than three tries to learn how to tie my shoes. And, and that's like loop, swoop, and pull. Right. Not well, spinal surgery. Because Dr. Death has you all scared now, huh? Yes. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> oh, God. I think it maybe has my mom scared, too, because she does have to go back in for plastic surgery on her eye because oh. this one they didn't know until it kind of healed. And this is kind of creepy. When she sleeps, she can't – her eye doesn't close all the oh, way because they had to good. sew it. Because oh. she cut her eyelid open in her fall. She's so lucky she didn't lose her eye. They had yeah. to stitch her eyelid shut. And when in stitching it back together, she needs some, like, extra skin there. Wait, is it still sewn shut? No, no. It's, it's, well, it's, it's not sewn shut. They had to sew it. It's split down like on a, 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 like vertically. Wow. Yeah. So they had to sew that back together and it kind of lifted it a little. And so I was watching her when she was sleeping and I'm like, oh, one of her eyes is open. So I was still in the tongue. I'm like, uh, I think we need to go in there and, and fix that because, oh you know. A, it looks creepy, and B, dry eye. Well, I can't wait till you're stateside. It will just make me feel better. Oh, gosh. Me too. I can't wait. And then I'm going to, like, start dating. It'll be awesome. I wanted to ask you, um, remember how a few episodes ago you told me to watch an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Okay. The middle the about middle age. Yes. Okay. So I watched the one, or I was watching the one that you told me to watch, or that I thought you told me to watch. And, like, everything that they talk about on Curb Your Enthusiasm, like, could apply. Like, because I couldn't remember the context or why you wanted me to watch. And I thought, I don't even know if I'm watching the right one because everything that annoys Larry David annoys me also. Yes, correct. And I'm like, this is hilarious, and I'm so glad I watched it, but I don't even know if this is the right one. Why did you want me to watch that one? Okay, we were talking about... Like being, oh, because you and I were talking about how uh, we thought, what happens if neither of us are at a party? Yes. If we're not there, does anybody say anything? And I said, well, there was a whole episode about how the people that they have at the middle of the table are super crucial and important to the party. And you have to invite a good middler. Middler. And you and I are good middlers. We're really and good And you get middlers. me, you and me across from each other, even at like a slight diagonal. Oh, <laughs> you, you got yourself a par. Hey, people. You, we get that. We play off each other. I mean, come on. Okay, yes. Yeah. 584 hours of plus to prove it. Because <laughs> then there was also a moment in the episode where 
they invited Larry to go on a walk for just the sake of a walk. And he was like, I don't like purposeless walks. And I thought maybe <laughs> that's like why. Because I was like, yeah, me neither. It can be secondary only. The walk is only secondary to whatever the primary goal is. <laughs> get the mailbox. Go at the mail out of the mailbox. Right. Fine. Go in the walk to the mailbox for no mail. Not okay. Right. And like he said, when you're golfing, you golf and you walk, mm. but the walking is secondary. No purposeless walking. I think. Have you ever considered golf as a hobby? <laughs> Should I? I think you would be. I th- you. I think you, we, that you could be a golfer. Why? I don't know. You. You have the patience, the focus, <laughs> and I've seen you goofy golf. I've yeah. seen some holes in one. Yeah, <laughs> I have golf potential. So I think. I think right. that that, and is walking with a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to be out in the grass, but it would be my second favorite grass, which my first is, of course, <laughs> dad grass. Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, man. That's sweet, sweet, mellow high. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I am going to order some for myself and send it to the house that I'm staying in yeah. for my little Aspen trip, little yes. vacay. Yes. And... I'm going to smoke that shit on the lift. Oh, my gosh. You will be so excited. It is going to be so cool. So peaceful and just like chilled out because that's what dad grass is all about. People, they don't want you to get too freaking high. They want you to be mellow, baby. Mellow. And you do not want to be doing recreational sports super high. So no, like, you know, like, like safety first. Yeah, safety first. Chillin' second. And dadgrass is great because it's super high in CBD, but it's low in THC. It's legal in all 50 states. You can get it shipped right to you. Even if you think you're in a state that doesn't allow it, it does. And it's just legal, organic, smokable hemp. What what more could you ask for? Right. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash brain candy. Go to dadgrass.com slash brain candy for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash brain candy. Now you got, now now I'm jonesing for a joint, man. (laughs) Well, and now I think they have tinctures, which I guess, are those like little droppies? Yeah, and you can like put some in your tea. You can like. I yeah. never thought of that. Oh, Susie's eyeballs just got so big. <laughs> that sounds great. Yes. Okay, I'm getting Tentacures. that. Okay, yes, that's much. happening. Um, yes. All right, so I watched your Curb Your Enthusiasm. Highly recommend. So, yes. Then I also watched The Eyes of Tammy Have you Fink. never seen that before? Um, yes. Curb Your Enthusiasm, like... In- but I... You got the, the episode was so good, and then the next one was so good that now I'm like, I got to watch every episode that yes. was ever made. It's so good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Guys. Yeah. Next step. Interstellar. Interstellar. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man, that actually get like like I I got a I just felt mm-hmm. a release of either serotonin or dopamine or oxytocin, whatever that is. I, it's probably oxytocin. I think. That that you know, like you get the like the tinglies where like mm-hmm. somebody like enjoys a gift you got them. Yeah. I just got that. Oh, oh it's like so nice. I'm like, yes, give me those good drugs. The, yes. the one that really got to me was the next one. Did you watch it where he spilled coffee on that guy's clan oh, clansman robe? <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> so 
So Larry David, a Jew, a very yes. Jewy Jew, yes. accidentally spilled coffee on a Klansman's robe and he needed it for a hate rally the next day. And so Larry had to get it dry cleaned. But to me, the best part was when he was telling his friend who he needed to embroider a new one. And she was like, who is this for, a man, a woman? And he's like, a man. And she's like, what kind of man? And he was like, a clans man. <laughs> okay, we've, it's devolved here. I don't here. know I'm what sorry. I like better, the actual episode or Susie retells Larry David joke. That's the best. I, I love it. Ooh, clans ooh, man drugs. in my head like a hundred times since Cl- then because it, it was perfect. Clans man. Oh, that reminds me of our Walkman. This man. <laughs> right, right. Walkman. All right, people. Oh, gosh. That tickles me. Uh, yeah, I also watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which that oh, movie yeah. was great. And we had Jay Baker on Tammy Faye's son. and. Yeah. Um, the movie was really good. So if you're thinking about watching it, it's on HBO now. You can watch it. It's so good. Because what I was thinking is if you were younger and weren't really aware of the scandal or the people in it. This would be me. Yes. I was. I don't. Yeah. Because I, I, all I know about is a lot of mascara. Right. There was a lot of that too. Yeah. That's accurate. But if I felt like when I watched the movie, this is nail on the head. They got it right. But if you're watching it without knowing the context, you might think their acting was like um, over the top or ridiculous. Oh, right, right. But they oh. really were like that. So I wanted people yeah. to know, like, that's an accurate retelling, as far as kind of like what is their what is our favorite movie? <sighs> the the family that the documentary about the we love the them with the. Pack. The, no, no, the ones that the with the cuckoo crazy mom and, and her boyfriend, and we had the son oh. on. Oh yeah, what the uh-huh. hell is that called? Mm. Why have I forgotten this? Uh, oh, their uh, names. They're two people's names. Oh, Cindy and no. Frank. Frank and Cindy. Fra- Frank and Cindy. <laughs> Woo! Oh my god. Phew. Yeah, it's like Frank and Cindy, where you think they Frank can't really Cindy. be like that, and they but are. They are. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. You should watch that. Yeah, man. Life is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Okay, um, let's talk about, there was this guy that in the, that was featured in the New York Times who created basically, and they would call it an olfactor meter, an olfactor, olfactometer. Okay, a smell-o, smell-o-vision? Yes, smell-o-vision. And kind of like, they look like gigantic binoculars that go on your nostrils, though. <laughs> Sarah off dead serious. Like big long binoculars, but just right, right here. So like anteater style. Like Yeah, man. Oh, gosh. But two. Well, yes. Hmm. Yeah, one for each nostril. I I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask a, a silly question. What? Why, why do we have two nostrils? Why do we have two of them? Yeah. That's a good question. That's not a dumb question. Because part of what I learned when I read this article was that when you breathe in, the air really only goes in one nostril or the other. It doesn't go into both. What? Yeah. So what are they doing? Take it turns? I feel like it's more this guy. (laughs) Maybe that's the nose ring. That's the nose ring. I'm right dominant. (laughs) Left-handed, right nostril breather. She's right nostril. What if I put that in my my Bumble profile? How many days do you think I won't get? (laughs) (laughs) She's... Right nostril. 
What? No, what <gasps> Left-handed right nostril. <laughs> it's like when you're right-brained. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's oh why. Who knows? Are we onto something? It was just really good because I had also just read an article about this guy that develops perfumes and he wants people to start like really paying attention to their smells. And I just thought it was good advice because you know how people think of sight and sound, hearing and seeing as the dominant senses. But I almost I did until I lost mine with COVID for a freaking month. And now every now and then I do test smells. Okay. Where I just am like with coffee or something. Hang on. Yeah. Anything. Mm -hmm. Anything. Because it's weird when it goes away. I kind of feel like it's because it's so important to us that we don't even, it's almost just like we, (laughs) it's so important we don't even notice it. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Correct. And so I was intrigued by these two people that were totally separate, but were both saying like, hey, basically stop and smell the roses, literally. And the- I love that. Old factometer guy, he called his binocular nostril binoculars the nasal ranger device which (laughs) i would like to salute him for that number one nasal ranger and okay okay so the point he could have gone rhino ranger for the alliteration and we would have gotten that and i'm just saying and it could appeal to you're right like rhinoplasty tough guy audience (laughs) tough guy audience i don't know I yeah. feel like the Rhino Ranger, like Joe Rogan listener crossovers. I hear what you're saying. You do, yeah. Well, in the context of the article, they were saying how smell pollution, for lack of a better word, is not regulated at all. You know how we regulate emissions from cars because they're in the air and they can cause yeah. health problems? And they yeah. were arguing that bad smells can also be really harmful maybe not in like heart attack or something, but in like mental health. And it made me think about how that's another way that we diminish the importance of mental health, that when something only affects us mentally, we're sort of like, well, you can handle it. Like, cause what if you had to smell BM all day, every day or something? It would, I remember the worst flight I ever took in my entire life was when I was in the very last row and the toilet broke. And I was right next to the toilets and I wanted to, I was the worst flight of my whole life. So I, that I could barely handle six hours of being that next to that. Imagine. Let me ask you this about that experience. Oh, when it, and the seat was broken. I couldn't re, like, you know, not broken. You know how the very last seat you can't, you recline, can't recline, which just feels like a slap in the face. So <laughs> yeah, right. that's so true. If you don't offer those at a discount, you know, well, <laughs> fuck off airline. Whenever that happened and the toilet broke, did it break like mid-flight? Yes. Okay. So do you think there was someone that had an issue? And then- I wasn't going to go in there and check. Maybe somebody who is usually carrying around a poo knife forgot it at oh home or God. something. Oh, my God. And then... Couldn't get the poo knife past TSA. <laughs> we should make a TSA-friendly one. It's more like a letter Man, you're going to need to check that. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. So was it overflowing? 
I, it, I don't, I couldn't tell you. All I know is that it was working and then it started to smell and then it was not working. And they said, the source was like, no going in there. So, wow. Yeah. Somebody had an issue. What could go wrong on an airplane? That's a fair question Mm -hmm. because they've got that suction thing down. You don't think that the clogging is not an issue. Right. Well, maybe. I bet it was a mess in the room. Okay. Susie, what, you would ask follow-up <laughs> questions about this. I left. I was like, we're not. We're just going to hold right. it the rest of the trip. Right. Uh, at, on that same flight, my TV set was broken. Oh, and no, man. the only show screwed. that I – I'm not kidding. The only – I did write them. Like I was like, listen, yeah. one of these things is fine, you know, but the trio. All, but- and they gave me some – like gave me like this – like the uh, – uh, miles, it, like a, okay. like I don't know, like five hundred miles or five hundred, like thousand. I don't know, okay, whatever it was. Okay. I'm sure it was. It was whatever it was. I was like, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was good. It was worth the letter. Um, but it, the TV was stuck to my six hundred pound life, and as an empathic person, that is like heavy f- pun, <gasps> not intended oh, no. for me to watch. <laughs> all for six hours. Yeah, I would turn that off. Like you couldn't turn it off. I'm not kidding. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. It was stuck and they reset it like three times. This, this, it was awful. Yep. I remember thinking that this could be a contender for that Ellen's like vacation show for, but but then I was like, you're being dramatic, Sarah. It's just one flight. And so, well, that sounds terrible. What is far less terrible though is something I'm really excited about because I've been wanting to work with Everly Well for ages and now we get to you'll get one you'll get to do something similar. I got to choose to do a food sensitivity test. <gasps> oh, I really want to do this. I want that one. I am so excited. I think there's something there's things I'm allergic to that I don't even know about. Exactly. For sure. That's like I knew somebody who was like didn't know they were allergic to soy or almond, something yes, like that. You know, and they were yeah. like having that instead of milk, thinking they were doing the right thing. No. Oh, I'm so excited. I know. Me too. I want to know yes. what food sensitivities I have. But basically, Everlywell is an at-home lab test um, system where you can send the stuff off and then they send you the results and you can find out, you know, if you have a food sensitivity. This. They have a metabolism test and I was tempted by that, but then I was like, I think I'm. I think I'm okay. Because yeah, I really, you're, you're just, I, good. yeah, like I feel like everything's regulated there. Yes, and so I didn't feel like I needed oh, that one. Yeah. But but I probably will still do it because it's just fun. And yeah. you can do um, a sleep and stress one. They have a thyroid one. I just think it's so empowering because, you and know, you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. You maybe, Comfort of your own. Home. This is so easy. You have an egg sensitivity. Maybe you have an almond sensitivity. Wouldn't you like to know that? I would like to know. Yes. I know I'm sensitive to something, and I don't want to do that whole eliminate something from my diet, nope. guess and check game. Till and that's what I should tell my sister because she had to do that one time where, and then it took forever. And then you introduced yes. foods like one at a time. Forget this it. This is so nope. much easier. Nope. Nope. And yeah. so they ship the um, the test to you. You take it. You send it back. You get your results. It's so great. For and now I'll tell you once I get my results, I'll tell you what I'm. What I learned. For listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash brain candy. That's everlywell.com slash brain candy for 20% off your at-home lab test, Everlywell, 
com slash brain candy. I'm very excited. Yes. Okay. Moving on. I'm sorry about your flight. Um, but- <laughs> I, look, so silly. But yeah, so they were saying. What do we even? Oh, we were talking about the yeah, smell. Yeah, like if there is being- a sulfur smell coming from a factory down the road, <sighs> if it's only just well, a smell, then there might not be much to be done about it legally. But right. it can, you can have all these symptoms, even if it's like headache, burning eyes, stuff like that. And so, it was trying to say like, smell is important. It can tell you like if there's a danger, what food to eat, what not. I mean, we need to pay more attention to it. Super important. And didn't we talk a long time ago about a woman who called the police or did try to do something about her neighbors for barbecuing and she was <gasps> vegan? Yes. So maybe we're kind of coming around. Yeah. And right. are more on team that lady. Well, yeah, because like it is an infestation of my airspace. And I'll tell you, what, I feel that way about cigarette smoke and... Um, when I was pregnant for like two and a half seconds, uh, I cried when my husband, my then husband, made bacon because it <laughs> smelled didn't. so bad to what me. What did it I smell did. like? I told, like, meat altogether smelled like rotting, rotting flesh. Cor- corpse, yeah. Like I, in I, st- I was like, I think I was, I was puking so much, and I was like, yeah. you. Don't you even care <laughs> who thinks that who makes bacon and things like well, somebody's gonna hate this? Nobody. Yeah, that was the first ever in history. First ever in history. Uh, okay. So anyway, maybe Dahlia will put those in the newsletter. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, you should check it out because it does. What do you think is your least favorite smell? Mm. That is a good. And then question. your most favorite. You know what? Fish is not one of my favorites. You do have the no salmon rule. <laughs> That's right. You're not allowed to cook su- salmon inside at Susie's house. Only outside on the grill. Right. And even then, right. oof, I don't know. Yes, no because salmon rule. it's when you cook fish in your house. I hope you like smelling it forever, because That's that is just, how it's going to be there for a week. Yeah, more than it is so crazy to me how it's. Well, that was one of the things they said. How like the sulfuric smell like rotten eggs you smell it even if it's just one part per billion and they were saying that like if you went across country that would only represent like two inches of that map that's how small of an amount that is right and so certain smells are more intense Susie, (laughs) this was this is this is the info i I was looking for (laughs) this is crazy you know, and so I feel like fish is one of them. What's your okay. least favorite why smell? Are, why are smells sticky? Yeah. Like, why do they stick to things? I think why they do get certain smells stick to things? Okay. This is one of those it. things and that certain- Summer Renee would have gotten mad about because she said we always are like, I think this or I think that, and then we act like it's fact. I'm not. I'm well, just guessing. I'm glad it's you finally doing a little bit of that. So let Susie <laughs> do some guessing for once. What and maybe you- it's because I'm asking questions. I'm like, hey, Susie, what do you think? What do what? Yeah, what's your least favorite smell, Sarah? And also, why do you think some smells are sticky? You tell least me that. Least favorite smell. Um, I, I got, oh, I know. The, my least favorite smell is the smell of one of those shaker bottles. If you've had a protein shake and then you forgot to take it out of your car. What's or it like smell you left like in, in your, there? 
protein, like whey protein, is essentially like animal protein, yeah. protein which is rot- meat. It smells like rotting meat. Yeah. And, and I have said adios to many a uh, <laughs> shaker bottle because I'm like, no. I will p- gladly pay for a new one. That I know that is wasteful. Yes, you're right. But it was contaminated. What could you do? But you had yeah, no and I don't think it was safe at that point for anybody to drink out of that. So that would be the worst. That's a good one. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, but what do you think but, it is that makes one smell more potent or sticky than another? Oh, what is up with that? Weird, because like I didn't really so much mind the smell of that durian fruit that everybody hated. Really. Yeah, I didn't think it smelled like or taste that crazy either. Maybe because we were in the open air. Yeah. Yeah, in Thailand. Susie and I had to eat on our final challenge in uh, Thailand where we first met. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had to eat this fruit that it is so stinky. Yeah. It is illegal to have it in enclosed yeah, it's, like, it's, rooms. Like, yeah. You can't bring it into a hotel. You can't bring it into airport. And they have... Big old signs everywhere with the fruit, with the extra. Yeah, it's so offensive. bring it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm like, what the heck? And then they're like, better feed it to the challengers. (laughs) Yeah, and my main gripe about that part of the the final was they put the the durian there, but they didn't say what it was. There were no signs that said, here's what you're eating. And inside durian is a pit, (gasps) like kind of like an avocado. Right, that you are not supposed to eat. Yeah, and, and I ate teeth. it because I thought I had to. <gasps> you ate it? Yeah, and I, believe me, it cut, hurts coming out. Susie, <laughs> I'm sorry. Ow. How did you know not to eat it? You guys must have done that for, did I eat it? No. I mean, you would know because it was like hard like have, wood. I swallowed everything whole. Oh, God. Because I got no talk. I did. I swallowed those, and then I remember. I remember because then I, I, I started to get sick, and so I made myself puke, and I puked them all up whole. Did a big brown ball come up? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> but a bug came up. Oh my the chili God. came up. That's got to be worse. Yeah, thank God, because that would have sucked to come out the other end. All, all you guys, the next day, I am so sorry. Yeah, man. Whew. I was like. I, I evacuated the building before those guys. I, the- <laughs> I didn't find out what it was that I had eaten until l- afterwards, like when we were back at the hotel. And I was like, what was that anyway? And they're like, hello. <laughs> Man. Anywho, moving on. Yes. Um, hey, this is just a random trivia thing that I found that I'm like freaked oh, out about. Yes. Do you know the film um, I Know What You Did Last Summer? Oh, yeah. Back in the day. My that God. was written. I tried to get a boy to make out with me in that movie. Didn't work. Wow. Yeah, you know, like go to the scary. Can't movie. believe he wasn't turned on by that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that film. Brandon, really- if you're there, if you're listening, <laughs> your loss. Your loss. How did you try, and then how do you know he wasn't into it? Uh, basically, like sat next to him, and then didn't get a. That was all you did. Hand. And then, like a lot of like screams, like ah. And like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like right. that. Yeah. But he made me a mixtape once for my birthday. So, you know, all's, he basically all's well that ends lo- well. loved me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'll tell you. So what, basically, I'll tell you what I'm off. in love with beta brand yoga pant dress pants. I love these. And I am so glad that you turned me on to these guys because if you're going to work from home, 
Be comfy. <laughs> be comfy. Well, and that's the thing is like now a lot of people. Actually, if you're going to work anywhere, be comfy. Well, that's the thing. Like I think a lot of people got a little too comfy over the you're last right. couple years. And now I'm never like, wearing heels again. So, yeah. <laughs> Sarah's one of these people. Yes. And so people have to go back to work and now they're like spoiled and feeling like I don't want to be uncomfortable. And so Beta Brand is a problem solver because you look stylish yes. and elegant yet also comfortable. Yes. It's some sort of miracle oh. these people have done. Yes. Oh gosh. So comfy. And jean material look. Yeah, they have all different styles. And we've been wearing these guys for ages. But I'm just feeling like a lot of people will benefit now that they want both. You know, you want to be comfortable, but you want to look chic and professional. You can feel polished. And I, you know a lot of people that do that thing where, let's say you do work from home and you only wear like a cute top and then you have like jammies. This is what I'm saying. Don't do that. you, that's why I had to change yes. because I, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It'll mess with your, your self-esteem your after a while. For real. For real. Yeah. So I felt like I was better at my job and I showed up in a more confident, professional way. What, they say you got to dress for the job you want. And uh, I do not want the job of sleeping for the rest <laughs> of my life. Right. And like Sarah said, now they have, um, you, they have po- pockets first of all so that's great they're machine washable and like sarah said they have yoga denim so yes. comfy oh, yoga denim right now get 30 percent off your beta brand order when you go to betabrand.com slash brain candy that's b-e-t-a brand.com slash brain candy for 30 percent off your order for a limited time make sure to use our special url because it supports our show i love when you guys do that find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants go to betabrand.com slash brain candy for 30 percent off these are the buy one and then, because I'm like the person who when I find the one that's comfy, I want them in like five different colors. That's my signature move. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, where do you think I learned it? Right. <laughs> right. I highly recommend it. If you find something yes. you like, just get all of them. Yes. Get all of them. Somebody, a brainiac, I can't remember her name now. She sent me that the, the link to the story about that lawsuit recently with that kid that was on the cover of the Nirvana album when he was a baby. Did you see that? No, but oh my gosh. <laughs> you know the cover, of course. Yeah, I totally do. The baby who's swimming after a dollar in yes. a pool and he's naked. Yes. And the kid that's on there, he's sort of been, he like resurfaces every few years to like commemorate. I never you know. thought to look that like, oh, I, I wonder where that baby is. Yeah, the baby is still alive and... um would not a baby anymore. not a baby would resurface every few years to maybe do an appearance or something related to the album commemoration but then now i don't know how old he is exactly but whatever 20s or something he sued saying like it was sexual abuse or exploitation of him right no no okay that that lawsuit was thrown out um yeah. I think it was thrown out on a technicality, though, so maybe it'll come back. But, like, what do you think about this? No. Tell me why. Come on. That Because... I... Ugh. There's nothing sexual about it. There's absolutely nothing. And I think it's... What I really don't like is the sexualization of 
children, like, to say, like, oh, she needs to, like, a little girl does not need to wear a bathing suit top, like... Right. I, I, I agree. Come on. Yeah. And they don't in any other country. And as soon as you say, oh, you need to cover up, it's, you're starting to sexualize the uh-huh. child. And it, I'm like, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I need to wear a bathing suit top, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Because come on. And so I, I just think that that is silly. And Here's, though, not. what I found intriguing. I agree with you, by the way. And I... Especially because he is consistently... You can't show up for appearances and do all yeah. that and then be like, oh, also, I mean... Yeah, so that's I, the thing. I, this is so different than... I'm always on the side of the victim, but I do not think that this is... What it made me feel like, though, so and awesome. tell me if I am just projecting or if you think I'm onto something. It felt kind of like maybe related to how people i we have felt about doing the challenge where like it's it's a disappointment in the end and you didn't get what you think you should have and so that's fair you that's the only way you could he could think of to sort of be recouped i don't know that's fair that's fair because i have those i talk about it a lot on our 15 minutes of blame where i get i get bitter and resentful about mm-hmm. having done a show that made other people rich, but but mined my resources. Oh, for sure. You know, for content. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's sort of where he's coming from. And if there's, if that's where a lot of his identity lies, then continuing that in whatever way, I think, or holding on to that, and even if it's now like in a different like yeah like Like embracing it didn't get him what he wanted so now he's Mm -hmm. gonna reject it and see if that gets him the yes yeah yes yeah Mm -hmm. because that got him that identity somehow rewarded him in that way where he felt connected or felt important or felt like a part of something, which he was. Yeah. But I mean, I guess. But I think if he, I, I would, I would be interested to see. I think what can happen is there's this dangerous time period where if people get, I don't know, like praise, notoriety, whatever it is, more like they get rewarded or like their bad behavior or whatever normally would. It's like a time where you should be self-correcting with, with, I don't know, your social interactions. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that young college age where usually we realize, Oh my gosh, there are so many other people who are so different. And I'm really like one of so many. And, like, yes, I'm an individual, but there are a lot of individuals. And so, you know, I'm no more important than any other individual. And if instead during that time we get told, oh, guess what? You are a super important individual. Then I think that that can, that can be a, a tough thing to overcome later. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we, 
we also talk about in 15 Minutes of Blame that a lot of people that go on the challenge in real world are at that age when their behavior normally would have social consequences if they are inappropriate or, or out of line or something or obnoxious. But instead, we participated in something that um, reinforces those mm-hmm. behaviors. And then you get your wires crossed and you start thinking the way to be successful or cool or interesting is doing right. all this shit that's not cool or interesting. Yes. Yep. Or the way to be successful and cool and interesting was how I was immortalized or how I was put on this album cover back then. Who am I if I'm not this kid on the album cover? And that is, I think that if he, like, I would, I would bet that he doesn't have another like passion or isn't like pursuing a, a, a master's degree in something. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't see him like, he doesn't have a full life outside of this. Is that what yeah. you think? Okay. Yeah. That yeah. would be my guess. That this is the thing that defines him or he's chosen to be defined by this thing, I think is the better way to put that. Well, counterpoint, maybe too because of when it happened, that period of time like right before the internet. And then mm-hmm. so there was like a quietness. And then as social media and stuff and the content farms right. were developed then it was constantly brought up and constantly like, where are they now type of thing. Yeah. And so maybe he thought, well, this is all I am. I'm reduced to this like (gasps) one image. That would suck. He only got 200 bucks for it, I think. (gasps) Oh! Yeah, like (laughs) I would be mad about that. Speaking of which, I just saw on um, that Diet Prada uh, account, there is a... Brand. There's a jewelry brand, a French jewelry brand, that is in big trouble as they should be because they used indigenous women yeah, to pose I as models for their jewelry ad. Yes, it was. Yeah, and paid them fifteen dollars. Yeah. Can you believe? I was disgusted by that story. Right. Just so gross. Because so, just yeah. because you can do something doesn't mean. That's you what should. my mom said. Yeah. That's true. That's what my mom said. Exactly. She's right. She is right. She's a wise sage, that's Sally. She is. Yeah. Um, She's not climbing balconies. Oh, man. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay. 
I just wanted to teach you how to tickle a rat. <laughs> there was a, a real article in the New York Times about rat I mean, first tickling. you got to catch them. <laughs> right. Step one. The, apparently, rat tickling has become very important. You have to get certified in it because there is a right and wrong way to tickle a rat. Why are we tickling? For science? For science. They were okay. So in Australia, they so you need to make rats happy, basically, and there's a right and wrong way to do it. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, and that oh you know, if God. you have rats in your lab, that if you yeah have scheduled tickle times, then <laughs> then they aren't as fearful of humans and they don't mind being oh, handled. And it's a, you need to have t- more humane. Experience. This is like when I have my cuddle time with Bob. <laughs> It is. Yeah. And, and we do big stretch. <laughs> do you? Does he do it whenever you? Yes. Or, wait. Yes. Bo is a girl. Bo is a she. Yeah. But everybody makes some mistakes. Okay. Um, she doesn't mind. I'll teach you how. Her first, pronouns are she, he. Let me see. <laughs> okay. First step, touch the back of the rat's neck with a quick, light movement. Avoid the tail and the haunches as these areas are where aggression from other rats is directed. Step, oh. step one. Haunches are like, <laughs> I guess sides. Your, your, aren't they? Your, your, yeah. Okay. Okay. Next. Your handles. Yeah. Flip that your baby haunches. right over. Gently restrain the rat around its front legs and lift it while rotating your wrist to flip the rat onto its back. This movement is the most difficult part of rat tickling, but the most beneficial. Got Since it. it. Got to get him over onto his tummy. <laughs> it closely you know, mimics what happens when rats wrestle. Same can be wrestle. said for tickling Sarah. <laughs> these, yeah, these steps apply for Sarah tickling and rats. Yes. And then... Um, swift move. You got to pin, pin the rat. Tickle the rat between yeah. its front legs and on its chest while applying a firm, constant pressure to keep the rat on its back. And the best So far, is, I see nothing that I would not enjoy. <laughs> The rats come back for more. Like when you release them, they come back because they love it so much. Oh, they love it when you do it right. Isn't that best? Okay, you flip them on their back, and then where's their secret spot? Tickle the rat between its front legs and on its chest while applying a firm, constant pressure to keep the rat on its back. Oh, okay. They like a little chest tickle. Yeah, but their, oh. the best part of the article was said, it said, it's a mistake to assume that all rats are into tickling. <laughs> I mean, they're just like people. We would never want to assume. Yeah. They are. Yeah, oh, we can't, gosh. you know, treat them all with a wide brush. They're so individual. Some of them. What if? What if there are some of like their feet tickled, and we're just ignoring those guys? Do you think they do? Do you think that no. some of them have like different tickle zones, like people? Probably. Like my dog. Like dogs. Where do you tickle Bo? Bo has a spot right underneath, right above her. Hind leg, like how do you know it on tickles? Her side, because her leg goes. Oh, and that's what that like means? a million miles an hour. Oh, I think so. Okay. I think what actually I have no clue. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> Summer. Renee. I've always thought that that's just what they like because it. She definitely likes it. Almost looks like like she can't control herself. Like uh, okay, so, like but it's not and the her same. Leg it's just, just a goes a million miles an hour, but. Sometimes she does it and she like hits me with her leg. I'm like, don't hit me. It's not, it's a, it is a reflex. It feels like a reflex. Maybe it's a reflex. What does that mean, people? Yeah, but like, so is laughing. Laughing is a reflex when I get tickled, right? Oh. 
is yeah. laughing a reflex. That is a really good point. Because I was when I think reflex, I think of the knee, the knee hit. You know, right? The it's like an automatic. It's going to work. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's different. Is it though? <laughs> because I can make the knee thing not work if I think about it. Really? I can make laughing not. Ha- if I think about it, yeah. I'm going to try that. I'm going to put that yeah, on my close friends. Yeah, you can. Friends. You this just is- kind of hold it. <laughs> This is the content people want. I'm putting that on my I, close I, friends. If you want to be I, one of our close friends on Instagram, <laughs> just sign up on our Patreon. I think it's the, uh, what's the name of that level? I forget. Social something. Let's get social. Social yeah. club? Let's get yeah. social. Let's get social. Because like, I'm constantly thinking like, what else can I show them? I just I just show like, all the weird stuff. <laughs> I want to meet their needs. Anyway, okay, yeah. I'll test the reflex thing with the knee and if I can control yeah. it. Yeah. I got almost kicked out of the doctor's office the first time they did that to me when I got my physical for water polo when I was a freshman in high school. I remember I had never had anybody do that to me like that I had ever remembered. I had no idea that that was what was what happened. And when they did it, my <laughs> knee went so far. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. They're like... You're gonna need to calm down, Miss. Or we're like, we're gonna, really? Calm I was like, down? I can't. Yeah, like I was laughing so hard. They were like, "We got to finish this," and I couldn't. <laughs> I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." That is just, I I didn't know that the human body did that. It was it it tickled my funny bone as he hit whatever other bone that was. Fuck, that's so weird. It is weird. Um, any hoodles? Do you want to hear about the history of the chocolate chip cookie? Yeah. Or. Oh, a time capsule under a Robert E. Lee statue. I would like the cookie, please. Okay, great. The history of the chocolate chip cookie. The chocolate chip cookie was invented by, invented, you know, the recipe was invented by Ruth yeah. Wakefield. She ran a diner called the Toll House Diner. Oh my gosh, Toll House Cookies. Mm-hmm. They Who knew? are the original because... I didn't know those were the original cookies. Cook- hey, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> if you wanted to know yeah. where the original mm-hmm. chocolate chips or what the original chocolate chip cookies were. Yeah. She was just trying to come up with recipes for her diner. There's all this weird mythology, though. Like, so some people th- thought that the way she invented it was that... Um, the, there was a bowl and she was making cookies called ice cream cookies because I guess they used to serve a cookie with ice cream, which I mean, it should seems <laughs> just makes, makes, good, makes sense. good sense. Yeah. <laughs> and she was making those and there was a bowl of chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chips um, up above and that the mixing was so intense that the bowl fell and then chips fell in. I, that's like the chocolate bus and the peanut butter or yeah. chocolate truck and the peanut butter truck yeah. got in an accident and then they spilt everything everywhere and they put me licked their arm and they were like, oh, right. the Reese's peanut butter cups were invented. You put your peanut butter in my chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and so they also theorized that she had run out of nuts and so she replaced them with little bits of chocolate. But this, the author of, or the writer of this article, which I think was in the New Yorker, um, was saying that that the, both of those things diminish her because she ran a real tight ship. She wouldn't have run out of nuts, number one. Right. 
Yes, I love that. And like chips just falling from the shelf above. Right. Come on. Because that gives her no credit. So I like right. that we're setting the record straight here. She was like, put that in she that. Was, It'll be delicious. Yeah, she was a brilliant, you know. Brilliant. Have you had a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> yeah, she was too organized and professional for those things to be true. And it was her hard work and expertise that made it. And um, it was just really good timing because she made it like right during the Great Depression and people really needed something cheap and comforting during that time. So people went bananas for these things. And um, they caught the attention. Are they considered cheap? Well. Like inexpensive. Compared to like caviar or, you know. Something that only rich people oh, can afford. Yes, yes, this yes. This was accessible. And maybe having chocolate chips and it only being a little bit of chocolate yeah. in it, it was is affordable. like not like, because it was, yeah, mm-hmm. like not as expensive as having a whole chocolate cake. Yes, but she got ripped off too because she um, sold it to the Toll House, what became Toll House, for $1. <gasps> no! Yeah. I mean... I guess she didn't realize it was going to be a real big deal. <laughs> it was oh Nestle. Gosh. Okay. You know, this... Are you mad? Women. <laughs> yeah, know your worth, man. Know your worth. Yeah. And just because, like, oh, I just want to make it easy. I just want to... Nope. Nope. Don't do it. Yeah. It's worth it to not be easy. You know what's annoying, though? Every time I've done that where I've drawn a hard line and say, like, no, I... I know I'm more valuable. I, they say it will then no. So then I have to go do it on my own. Hence this podcast and hence my podcast network and stuff. Because yeah, my I clearly I'm not a good negotiator. Because people well, are like, well, I did that with my divorce and it it worked out. I'm glad that because in the beginning I was going to be like, oh no, it's fine. I'll just leave. I did that, and then I was got the good advice of no get. What you are legally yeah. entitled to and not one penny more and not one penny less. Yes. And that's it. And I was like, okay, I will do that. I'm glad you did. And then she yeah. said, and, and I hear women do that all the time where they just like want to make it easier. They just don't want to be no. nice. They want to. Yes. Yeah. Don't. Don't do Don't it. do that. Don't be nice. Don't do me. Don't get, don't go to mediation. Get a lawyer. It is worth it. I agree. Yes. This is not official legal advice. (laughs) Good old Sarah. Um, But anyway, she did work for Nestle as a consultant, so maybe she felt like that was... Oh, nice. Good, good, ...compensation enough, but like... She's like, hey, guys, have you heard about peanut butter? (laughs) She was... (laughs) She was really modest and humble, though. She wasn't, like, hanging her hat on it. She wanted people to appreciate, I think, the diner more than the chocolate chip cookie recipe. Because she worked so that. hard at the diner with her husband. Was it her diner? Her and her husband, yeah. Oh, good. I like that. Yeah. That's great. So there you go. Yeah. That's your chocolate chip cookie history. It's your sweet little morsel of the day. Yeah, and they still hit, I'll tell you. Like, yep. They're... I got a good chocolate chip recipe. I'm a, I could throw that up on the uh, There you go. The old. Yeah. You guys have, have during quarantine, I perfected this. I made so many. And you guys have tried this, and I have heard that, yes, it is good. The secret is to freeze the dough before. It said that in the article. Put... Hi-oh! Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's got to be cold. I'm like... It's got to be cold. Because then it gets nice, soft inside. 
then that's how you keep the inside from being too dry. Yeah, they said it makes a better, like a crunchy outside and a really delicious moist inside. Yes. Sarah knows things, you guys. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. By the way, I just realized I never finished a story about I know what you did last summer. I don't know what happened. Oh my gosh. I probably derailed that because I talked about making out in theaters or something or not making out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at any rate, the lady that wrote that, um, her daughter was murdered after she wrote it. What? For real. Can you believe? And, And like... Every article I found about it is sort of like, yeah, it was just a coincidence. I'm like, what? No. How are we just accepting that that was just a coincidence? I guess it was. She was a woman who wrote about whatever true crime books back in the day. And then in 1989, after she had written it, her daughter was murdered. And the the reason I even know this is because they just solved it this year. Get out. Yeah, he, he confessed, this guy. He confessed? Yeah, he was arrested for something else, and he was like, oh, by the way, I killed other people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's nuts. I know. I was just like, how, what kind of sick coincidence is that? It's not like that happens to a lot of people. No, it's not. But anyway. Wow. That's just, that was just a little bit trivia. I just felt like you should know that. Man. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I think they're coming out with a, a, a remake of that. Or I think that's Scream. Scream. Yeah. That's Scream. Scream. Yeah. Not a remake. What is, what's this? What's a, a sequel called when it's like you the 10th one? You know, when mm-hmm. there's like more than two. So you have a like sequel a, and then uh, a trilogy uh, and then what? A, a trilogy. Oh, they call it a, oh, what is like a whole bunch of them. The, uh, a series. Oh. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, that's true. Are you into horror movies? You are, aren't you? I used to be. Yeah. I use, I'm, I'm now I'm into thrillers. I don't mm-hmm. like things that deal with like possessions and like, I'm not going to watch that. I don't like it. And the, the, that, what's the one where, it's the camera up in the house and it catches everything and they've done paranormal activity. Fuck that. Because too many people in my family have had experiences where they have woken up and all the drawers are open and stuff. And I do not need that shit in my life. And I would like to not invite that vision even into my mind because I don't want to see any of that. Not Why like does I believe it, it really happens. You, I don't know. Because it just does. Because both my mom and Jordan have said that they've seen fucking ghosts. But, but are they mean I'm ones? I'm not cool with that. No. They're nice ones. I get, yeah. But you don't but care. still. It freaks uh, you out. I'm not. Uh, it freaks me out. I don't want to see anything. Wow. So your two biggest fears are <laughs> ghosts and like two drops of blood <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Yes. Okay, just checking. Yeah, murder scene. <laughs> yeah, because when you said that, like blood, 
I was like thinking blood. there was gusher. I that in my mind that I had to do one of those things where like you know in in movies they'll do a scene where it's like what the person's thinking inside their own kind of like a dumb and dumber where he goes and like reaches in and grab pulls the heart out of the guy yeah. and then like cuts to like the real scene yeah. that happened in like that was it existed it that played out in my mind i i wasn't yeah. looking and then i peeked under the table a little bit and then i had to tell myself those are two drops of blood because the visual that my mind created was yeah. More dramatic. Gushing blood. <laughs> it was like the blood that then like drips into the storm drain and is like oh, that. Wow. I was like, <laughs> there's blood everywhere. That None of that was true. I got, I'm like, reel it in, Sarah. Bring it back. I wanted to know when we were talking about tickling and now I want to know again with this subject. Do you think that you're born being with a tickle spot? And also, oh. do you? why do you think you have a certain phobia? Like, do you think those are inborn or like caused by some sort of event? that happened you gotta have it i don't know maybe you have a tickle you know where i'm really ticklish but i don't i don't i used to be but i don't know if if because nobody's tickled me there in a really long time <laughs> but my collarbone real sensitive. like that was the place that that in like we i don't know we i remember a summer where like my brothers and like a friends of our family all discovered this as being a tickler spot and it was just tickle wars all the time with right on the collarbone i hate being overly tickled yeah it's like painful <laughs> it is but that's why i wonder like maybe we just have extra nerves in certain spots and they're different for yeah. each person i don't know where are you ticklish oh that I used seems to like be a ticklish. creepy question I used to be ticklish, like, under my arms, on my feet, under my chin, I think. Like, when I was a kid. But, like, who's tickling as an adult? I'm not right. doing that. Except if you're into that. <laughs> Let's find it down. Let's. We talked about a lot today, man. I know, and it's to- totally disjointed. But I just had stuff I needed to get to. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I barely let you get to any of it. So, you know, I another love, episode of the Brain Gated Podcast. I like Woo! that we learned how you're right nostriled. <laughs> And I'm so glad that we uh, reignited your love for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Big time. And that, yeah. And if you guys want some funny uh, laughs, you guys should definitely watch yeah. that. Tune in. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and if you want to give laughs to a rat, then make sure you you're just welcome. gently tap them right between the shoulders there. And then flip them over real quick. <laughs> and go right between, right between the upper arms. Just on tap, but not too hard. We're still maintaining a little bit of tender tender touch. Susie likes that too. All right. We did stuff about chocolate chip cookies. We did Nirvana. Whatever. You guys know. You remember. You were there. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to hear more, you can check out our newsletter. Mm -hmm. You can sign up on our website, thebraincandypodcast.com, or you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash braincandy. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Bye. Bye.